Chapter 1. Too Late It's about medicine and health, but it's about much more than that. It's about the world's next great social and economic revolution, which we are now at the beginning of. And this revolution has even begun. It's directly relevant to you. Big words, you may be thinking. I'm talking about something on the scale observed by the Russian economist Nikolai Kondratyev in the best-known theory on business cycles with the so-called Kondratyev waves. Historical phases of growth and development in our society since the 18th century can often be explained by key technologies and crises that made them necessary. Great inventions changed the world, the wheel, the steam engine, the light bulb, the internet. The fifth wave was no longer defined by Kondratyev himself, the introduction of information technology, computers, the internet and smartphones. The sixth Kondratyev wave will be a complete redefinition of health, disease, prevention, treatment and cure, and it will do so in a maximally democratic, cost-saving way. This also means that the new medicine that emerges will not be a luxury medicine of the rich industrialized nations and their citizens, but can benefit everyone. But as with all Kondratyev waves, All this will not happen just because new technologies are available, but because the huge crisis of current medicine and our healthcare system will leave us no other choice at all. You may be thinking yourself, crisis? What crisis? My book initially consists of two parts, a negative analysis of the present and a positive future prediction. So at the beginning it is about the crisis that first creates the pressure to act. The increase in life expectancy and quality of life has been stagnating for many years, even though we are pumping more and more money into our healthcare system. Both research and the pharmaceutical industry are stagnating. More than half of the published biomedical research turns out afterwards not to be reproducible. The approach of starting prevention early rather than taking drugs late in the course of a disease remains largely unused. Lack of education costs eight years of life. If you are also a male, your life expectancy is reduced by another seven years. And the frightening thing is both add up. Uneducated men live 15 years shorter than educated women. So, Do you agree with me that we have a crisis? Before I go into detail with you, I would like to make one comment in advance that is very close to my heart. I will be making a lot of criticisms and will also provide evidence for them. But please do not take this as a blanket condemnation of all doctors, scientists and industry researchers. The vast majority of doctors, except for a few black sheep, want exclusively and absolutely the best for their patients and also do the humanly possible for this. But they can only do what is medically possible at all. If the diagnosis and possible therapies are as imprecise as they are, even the most dedicated doctor cannot change this. The pharmaceutical industry too can only develop precise drugs 
if there are precise disease definitions. If the research business runs the way it does, then a single scientist cannot change it so easily without falling out of the system, and certainly not a young up-and-coming scientist. But I will not have any understanding if after reading or hearing this book, those who can make essential decisions in biomedical research at universities and in the healthcare system, and I will name horse and rider, still claim afterwards that we can continue as before. Then they are acting against their better knowledge. So I would like to make a significant difference in the healthcare system and in biomedical research or to initiate this in a sustainable way. So let's go into the details. If we are honest, we do not currently have a healthcare system at all, but a disease system. The endurance case usually only occurs when symptoms appear and a disease exists. These are then treated chronically because we know the cause of virtually no illness, apart from infections. Imagine you take your car to the garage because the headlights have failed for the third time in recent months. After a thorough inspection of the car, the workshop foreman diagnoses a chronic headlight defect. You would look puzzled and ask if the diagnosis could be made a little bit more precisely because you already knew that the headlights were constantly breaking down. But everything is going well in this system, hand in hand. Not perfect, but everyone involved has somehow settled in. But what's the catch in this disease system? It lies in the fact that the outcome, in terms of consequences relevant to you as a patient, is completely uncertain. 